Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with Evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is Evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. Let me tell you a story that happened a long time ago about the birth of our nation. The day was April the 18th. 1775, and the British had brought their troops into Boston. And nobody knew, but this was the strategy. When the sun went down and everybody was asleep, they would take their small boats and they would go across the Charles River and they would attack Concord and Lexington. They would attack the people while everyone was asleep. Like always, the arch enemy had his plans, but there was another man who had heard what was about to happen, and he was not asleep. He was a courageous man, a God-fearing man, and his name was Paul Revere. You know the story. He couldn't sleep. He got on his horse, and he began to gallop from town to town and from house to house, and what was his message? It's time to wake up. The British are coming. The British are coming. John Revere sounded the alarm with a few other faithful men, and this was his message. It was his mandate to wake up his world. And when the people heard the message, they immediately pulled back the curtains, lit the candles, and wiped the sleep out of their eyes. They put on their outer garments, and they grabbed their guns. And we know them today as the Minute Men, because they were ready in a New York Minute. They were ready to fight for their faith and they were ready to fight for their freedom against the British who were coming in the night. And these were the words that I heard in May 2020. I had an encounter with the Lord that I didn't really fully understand in the moment. It was late one night and the family had already went to sleep. So I stole away, like I tend to do, to spend a little extra time with the Lord. And while I was praying and meditating, I heard these words loud and clear. The British are coming. The British are coming. And it's funny, I had just met a pastor friend during the COVID lockdown who was from British Canadian descent. So my first thought was God was speaking to me about him and his ministry. However, just out of curiosity, I asked Siri, what does the British are coming mean? And this was her response, a warning that enemies are about and a battle is about to begin. A statement of impending doom. And when I heard these words that night, the spirit of the Lord fell upon me And I began to weep. I had a powerful encounter with the Lord. And I I wrote this encounter down and I tucked it away in my heart. And I studied this story for many months. And every now and then the Lord would bring it back up into my spirit. I didn't really fully understand it in the moment. But I do know this. Paul Revere sent out a call. And the word was to wake up 
up. The British are coming. The British are coming. The enemy is about, there is a war in the heavenlies. And the Lord didn't release me to share this message until last weekend I was invited to go to Wakefield, Virginia for an outreach. And this is what the Lord wanted me to say. There's another war that is waging today, and it's a war for your soul and the soul of our families, the soul of our country, the backbone of of the Bible. And the Lord is calling modern-day Paul Revere's to stand up and to fight for what is right. And we can't wait another minute. We have to sound the alarm. Joel chapter 2 verse 1 says to blow the trumpet in Zion, to sound the alarm on God's holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. Indeed, the day is near. It is our duty to sound the alarm Just like Joshua, as they walked around the city of Jericho, those walls will fall in the name of Jesus. Is anybody with me? So many people have fallen asleep. The carnal world is asleep. She has drank from the cup of deception, and she is stumbling around in a drunken stupor. So many churches are asleep with a watered-down gospel, with an outward appearance of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Snuggled up in the pews with the Bible covers pulled up over her head. The sanctuary is dark and the doors are locked. The shepherds have scattered and the sheep are confused. Our children are asleep. Many of them, why? Because the parents are on cruise control and say I say all this to say we need a wake up call in the United States of America and all the way around the world we do is anybody awake all of creation is crying out and it's time for the children of God to arise and take their rightful place I pray that this message would shake you out of your slumber we don't need to wake and bake come on we don't need to wake and be fake we need to wake and shake the gates of hell and take back what is rightfully ours in the kingdom of God and this is what the apostle Paul was addressing In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, he says, Besides this, you know what a critical hour this is, how it is high time for you to wake up out of your sleep and to be roused to reality. For your salvation is more near now than when you first believed. The night is far gone and the day is almost here. Capital D. There let us drop the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Romans 13, 11 through 14. So what time is it on God's eternal time clock? It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And I believe with all of my heart that these words need to reverberate from North Carolina to California to Southeast Asia. It's time to wake up the mighty men and women of God from the schoolhouse to the White House, from my house 
to your house. The enemy has come out of the closet and he's not trying to camouflage his course of action. His strategy is to steal, kill, and destroy. And we have to know that these little boats are coming into our hearts because the dreadful day of the Lord is near. It's great for one, but it's dreadful for another because they're not ready. And this is what the late, great Vance Harvner said 50 years ago. The scriptures teach that in the last days, there will be an end of anarchy in the world, apostasy in the church, and apathy in the pew, because lawlessness will abound and the love of many will wax cold. He said that there will be anarchy in the world, apostasy in the church, and apathy in the pew. Do you concur? Is there anarchy in the world? Old Webster defines anarchy as a situation of confusion and wild behavior in which the people in a country, group, or organizations are not controlled by rules or laws. Have you, have you noticed that America is in a moral freefall? I'm amazed in all of my ministry, 41 years of life, almost 20 years of serving Christ, I've never seen a loosening of the standard that we are seeing in the 21st century, which is a sure indicator that something is happening in the hearts of mankind. Anarchy is spreading like cancer. My family and I, we travel full time, so we not only see what is happening in North Carolina, but we see what is happening all around the country. And something has changed. There's a heaviness as we travel from city to city. I mean, just this week, a sh another school shooting in Texas. Front page of a major health line magazine, Can a Man Get Pregnant? I mean, really? The legalization of drugs, marijuana and opiates. It's crazy. It's cancer. It's spreading from here to there, everywhere. We no longer need competency. What we need is a fresh baptism of common sense. Come on, somebody. That's all I want to say about that. There's anarchy in the world. But secondly, there's apostasy in the church. The English word for apostasy is, is derived from two Greek words. The first word is the preposition of apo, which means away from. The second is the verb histemi, which means to stand. So apostasy means to stand away from. Apostasy refers to a departure from known or previously embraced truth. So the subject of apostasy has little to do with the condition of the unsaved world because they've always been away from the truth. They've rejected biblical principles. So apostasy pertains to the spiritual climate within God's church. And the Bible clearly tells us that the church of the end times will be characterized by apostasy. Paul says that the Antichrist will not be revealed until the apostasy comes first. 
In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, Jesus prophesied that many will fall away and the love of many will wax cold in Matthew 24, 10. See, there are two types of apostasy. Apostasy. First, a falling away from key and core doctrines of the Bible. But secondly, there will be a complete renunciation of the Christian faith from others, which results in full abandonment of Christ. I've got people that were in my life a decade ago that were Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized, praying people. And today, they do not serve the Lord. They renounce His name. They, they, they type social media messages with a little g instead of a big g on purpose because they do not believe. There's another a famous Christian band who, whose lead singer renounced Christ in 2020. And it's so wild whenever I was thinking about this, I looked up his name and I met his parents a couple of years ago in Canada. And he lives in California. And, and it broke my heart because they told me, you need to stop and see my son. And it wasn't too long after that, that he, he put out on social media that he does no longer believe that the Bible is true. See, Jude says that apostasy can be subtle. He uses the word crept to describe apostate's entry into the church. In other words, Jude says it is, it is rare that apostasy begins in an overt detectable manner. It doesn't come completely out of the closet at one time. It slyly introduces its false doctrine day to day. And sometimes it takes a decade to, to come out. But there is a subtle, sly, slithering deception that has made its way into the heart of mankind. And we need to be like modern day John Revere's. And we need to warn the churches. Beware against gender neutral Bibles. And others embracing the theory of evolution. Calling homosexual clergy to serve in the church. Performing same sex sex marriages, advocating abortion. And I could keep going. These are all signs of apostasy. Yes, there's anarchy in the world, but there is apostasy in the church. And sadly, and thirdly, there is apost there is apathy in the pew. Webster states that apathy is a lack of emotion and a lack of interest, a listless condition of indifference. Furthermore, when I speak of apathy, I'm speaking of the lack of interest which many Christians are showing toward spiritual things such as prayer, the study of God's word, evangelism, standing up for righteousness, come on, even believing in heaven and hell. The church is going to sleep. Apathy is probably the greatest problem that the church is facing in the 21st century. If someone wants to destroy his house, he doesn't have to take a ton of dynamite and stage an implosion. No, all he has to do is neglect the house by refusing to paint it, repair it, and maintain 
the plumbing and electrical system, the small things. And over time, the house will be virtually worthless. It will implode from the inside out. And you can destroy a business, a community, or a government, or even a ministry the same way. Just neglect it. And many churches have neglected the core values of Christianity. And we have to wake up. The opposite of apathy is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a combination of two Greek words. Enthusiasm. In meaning to infuse, and theos, meaning God. So enthusiasm means to be infused or inspired or possessed by God. Enthusiasm is the fuel that empowers the Christian and gives him the determination and zeal to make a difference in the world for the cause of Christ. Forsaking the debilitating apathy and letting the God on the inside of us give us a holy zeal to see his spirit poured out all across the world. Is anybody with me? I done preached myself happy today. I can say all of these things, but listen, we have to know, like the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 13, it's high time. Verse 11, it's high time, meaning the time is now. Verse 12, the time is spent, meaning we can't wait. Jesus Christ is on the threshold. He's getting ready to split the eastern sky. It's later than you think. Verse 13, he says, you you have to throw off or drop the works of darkness, meaning we have to wake up, but we we have to clean up. Listen, this picture is being painted of a person who's been out partying all night and he comes staggering through the door. What does he look like? He looks like me on April the 30th, 2003. This was my first day in Teen Challenge. I was far away from God, but I knew I needed a change and I needed to clean up. God got my attention and I woke up, but secondly, I had to drop the works of darkness. And the Apostle Paul lists six things right here. In Romans 13, 13, rioting, drunkenness, sexual immorality, shamelessness, strife and envy, the the headquarters of hate in the heart of mankind. We've got to shake the unshakable. We've got to throw it off. We, We can't play games Today, there's a luring asleep, and many people are missing their moment. You've got to clean up. But lastly, he goes on to say, we have to dress up. In verse 14, he says, it's time to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this phrase, the best way to break a habit is to build a habit. We have to put on the Lord. We, we have to walk in the Spirit. We have to practice and exercise the fruit and gifts of the Spirit. And I love how he, he, he gives God's full address. The Lord Jesus Christ. 
The Lord meaning master, he gives you direction. Jesus meaning savior, he, he, he gives you deliverance. Christ meaning Messiah, the holy and anointed one. It's time to put on the armor of light and go out into the world. So whoever's listening today, put on Jesus over your sorrow and your tears. Put on Jesus over your doubts and your fears. Put on Jesus over your aches and your pains. Put on Jesus over your guilt and your shame. Put on the Holy Ghost and your life will change. A little girl asked the Sunday school teacher one day, is there anything the Lord can't do? And the teacher said, yeah, he can't see your sins through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. See, friend, Jesus Christ is behind us. He's ahead of us, but he wants to clothe us with robes of righteousness. So I just prophesy over you today, make no provision for the flesh. Pour the alcohol down the drain. Clear the computer screens. Do whatever you got to do. Put him on for direction because he is Lord. Put him on for deliverer because he is Savior. Put him on for dominion because he is the soon coming king. And I want to reiterate, the hour is late, so don't put pull the covers over your head and hit the snooze button today. Jesus Christ is calling out, and he's blowing the trumpet over our city and community. It's time to wake up, church. It's time to clean up, Christian. And it's time to stand up and put on the armor of God because we are in a war. Friend, life is too short. Eternity is too long. Hell is too hot. Souls are too precious. And the gospel is too powerful for us to sleep through our time on the earth. Because when I hear the trumpet sound, oh, in him may I be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to clean up. It's time to dress up. It's time to stand up and to take your rightful place in the kingdom of God. 91 times this phrase, sleeping in the scripture, is mentioned 91 times. There's people that are sleeping around. There's, there's young people that have fallen asleep in the windows of opportunity, just like Eutychus in the house of God while the apostle Paul was preaching. Listen, we've got to pay attention. So many people are asleep. There's others that have fallen asleep in the lap of Delilah. And when they wake up, they don't even know that the Spirit of God has departed from them. When they walk out and they begin to shake the bonds of wickedness, they quickly find that they have no power. They're shepherds that are asleep. The nobles are lying down. The people are scattered on the mountains and there is no one to regather them. Nahum 3.18, 1 Kings 3.19, a woman in the night, she fell asleep on her child. She was a parent. And what was the cause of death? 
She was suffocating the baby and she woke up and tried to blame it on the other lady. It's not my fault. She started to blame shift. It was the pastor's fault. No, it is your responsibility to raise your kids in righteousness. There was somebody else in Proverbs 6 9 that was a hater of work. They were lazy and they fell asleep. And the scripture says, if you don't work, you don't eat. It's time to wake up and stop drinking the enchanted liquor that comes from the, from the spirit of Jezebel. She is pouring out her spirit on our country And I prophesy over you, Ephesians 5.15, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, so that Christ may shine on you. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most out of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the day Uh, The will of the Lord is don't be drunk with wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the mighty spirit of God. And do what Joseph did in Matthew 1.24. When Joseph got up from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel commanded him to do. There's so many sleeping giants And I believe that it's time for you to stand up and grab a hold of God because He is grabbing hold of you. 2020 woke up a sleeping giant called the Bride of Christ. He woke up the church He woke up the Christians. He woke up the commanders and chiefs that have been placed in in, in every state and community across our country and across the world. Listen, God's got work for you to do. Be a modern day Paul Revere and proclaim this among the nations. Joel 3, 9, prepare for war. Let all of the men of war draw near. It's time to wake up. God bless you. Let's go do the will of the Lord. In Jesus' name. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.